0: Hi, I'm David Green and welcome back to the Digital HR Leaders podcast. Today, we're diving into the future of work and what it means for the rapidly evolving world of HR technology. From the way we communicate to the way we onboard our employees, HR technology is constantly evolving to meet the needs of a changing workforce. And as more companies adopt remote and hybrid working policies, and AI continues to impact day-to-day decision-making, it is more important than ever for us as people leaders and HR professionals to stay on top of these trends. In this episode, I'm joined by Ronnie Zahavi, CEO of HiBob, one of the fastest growing HR platforms, and a company that has been referred to by none other than Josh Burson as the Instagram of HR.
1: If I need to choose one word, only in one word that explains uh, the future of work and, and why it is so important for um, C-Level to realise and to understand the meaning of this word, I would say it's all about flexibility. Flexibility is resilience. Flexibility means that you can adapt your organisation to the changes around you.
0: We'll discuss the role the pandemic has had on HR technology, how HR can stay ahead of the game, and prepare for the future of work now, and also Ronnie's very, very interesting predictions for the future of HR technology. So sit back, relax, and join us for a thought-provoking conversation about the future of work and HR technology. Ronnie, welcome to the show. Uh, before we jump into the conversation, please could you give listeners a, a brief introduction to you and to HiBob, please. Hi,
1: David. Thank you for um, inviting me to this uh, podcast. I'm delighted to be here. I'm um, I'm running HiBob for the past seven years. Actually, we're celebrating our seventh anniversary. HiBob is the name of the company, and Bob is the name of the platform. HiBob is my third uh, business. And I used to live in the Silicon Valley with my previous business. And um, we are extremely happy about uh, the journey of Hybob.
0: And it's been quite, quite a journey, isn't it? I'm, I'm always fascinated, and I know many of our listeners are, to understand the, the story behind a successful HR technology firm. Obviously, you said you're just about to celebrate your, your seventh anniversary. Can, can you share with listeners um, more about the story behind Highball? Why, why did you create the company and, and what's been your story today?
1: When we founded the business, like many naive entrepreneurs, I thought that uh, building uh, HRIS, uh is easy and simple task to do. And I was so wrong about uh, this assumption. It's one of the most complex platform to build. You know, I've built before security products, I've built before a content delivery network, and I thought this is like an easy one. And um, it is very complex. One the bar is very high. If you ask me today, uh, would you go and you uh, relaunch uh, a platform and build it seven years ago and understand the complexity? I would definitely tell you you should think twice because it's the bar is very high. But on the other hand, I'm extremely excited and thrilled about the journey. We were lucky in in terms of um, the market and the timing that we came to power as as a as a player. This market is one of the most fascinating markets to be in these days. If you ask yourself why, I think everything goes back to um, you know 10, 15 years ago. We thought that the generation transformation, uh, the fact that a new type of people will dominate the the world of work, you know, call it um, the Y generation, the Gen Z. We thought that will be the trigger for a, in, a, a revolution or evolution, depends how you see it in this space. When we, when we build a business and we design what should be our vision, and we collectively gave thoughts about um, how this platform should look like in the future, what value will we bring to our customers? We thought that would be the major uh, driver. So we thought from day one to build a global platform, Why global? Because if you build a startup in Israel, Israel is a very small country and you have to think global from day one. Um, But usually Israeli companies, they go to the US first, and then they expand to the rest of the world. We did the opposite way. We started in Europe, and only two years ago, two and a half years ago, we we expanded to to North America. Um, And what happened about two and a half years ago, uh, around the pandemic, i think 1.1 billion people all over the planet were forced to work remotely uh, and not to have physical interaction uh, within 2 or 3 weeks i think this is a mega a, a event uh, in humanity in general that drove us as individual a, as managers as businesses organization to change the way we think about people and the way we operate our business. So the combination of, I would say, the generation transformation and how the pandemic accelerated the process brought us to a very unique situation. It was um, beginning of summer of 2020 that we realized that um, we have a fantastic platform that can serve our customers all around the world and that fits exactly to the need of what we thought more than what we look like. So on on daily basic, um, that um, our platform, Bob, is basically the right solution for uh, for our customers. The combination of both basically um, helped me, you know, um, know, come to a conclusion that we were the right company with the right platform at the right time when everything was um, accelerating. Um, and uh, I think we were very, also very um, a, a creative in going back to Europe first and then to, um, um, to the U.S. Uh, most of the players who tend to go to the U.S. at the beginning, they are forced to make decisions that can impact their business. For example, uh, payroll is a big agenda in, uh, in, in North America. The, the very opposition around the way people work in the U.S. is different than in Europe. Um, and many U.S. players who started in, in, you know, domestically and then have the vision, uh, to expand globally, they found it is a very challenging one. Um, and, and you can see, you know, ADP is still um, a local player and, uh, Ceridian, UKG, um, the pays. Uh, I think the only company who managed to expand globally was Workday, um, a, in, in scale. So from our perspective, um, sorting out the rest of the world, everything related to people management around the globe. and then and then when we we, we completely met product market fit, then we moved to the US. And I think this combination is unique, but uh, for our perspective it was uh, a successful one.
0: And today, I see you you've got you've got a presence now in, in obviously in Lon- outside Tel Aviv, in London, in Sydney, in Amsterdam, in Berlin, in Lisbon. And obviously in New York as 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 well. So you know it's been a you've you've certainly expanded a lot over the last seven years. And and how many how many people in the company now? Around
1: about seven hundred uh, people in the in the company. About uh, half are based in Israel, where we have a um, center of excellence. You know our uh, developers, uh, designers, product managers, um, and we serve a, about three thousand customers. We win. A little bit less than 400 new customers every quarter. Uh, we believe that uh, we have a, a fantastic opportunity to invest now and to build more more into the product, expand to new geographies. So when this cycle will be over, uh, and I think it will take more than 2023, probably into 2024, we'll be in a stronger position to, uh, to catch the wave and to grow the company um uh, uh, even even further
0: well it's certainly very exciting it's in it's hugely impressive what you've already achieved ronnie and and you've touched on it already you know the pandemic has really acted as an accelerator and, and maybe you know evolved what people want from from their hr system so we've seen as you said a huge shift in employee needs and preferences more flexibility more purpose in their work lives how, has this changed what users want from their HR system? And, and if so, what are those changes?
1: Yeah, I th- I'll divide my question to the, to the HR persona and then to the, the digital platform they, they expect to get as the one who are um, a responsible for people. I think the, the HR persona made a, a dramatic change up until a few years ago. I'm not saying in every company, but uh, in most of the industry, they were taking the backseat. You know, more about compliance and and organization. It was not like a strategic uh, move or a strategic role for the business. I think, again, and and the pandemic accelerated that uh, at the beginning to deal with the pandemic, you know, what are the implications related to the pandemic? And then more seriously, I think we see it, it, this is the trend that started before the pandemic, was accelerated during the pandemic, and today um, it's, it's, it's a de facto, I think um, a CEO's C-level, they all realize and they all understand that um, growth, business growth equals people. If I need to choose one word, only one word that explains uh, the future of work, and, and why it is so important for um, C-level to realize and to understand the meaning of this word, I would say it's all about flexibility. Flexibility is resilience. Flexibility means that you can adapt your organization to the changes around you. You know, companies are their people. At the end of the day, if you need to grow, you need to invest in people. You Probably 80% of your um, annual spend is on salaries and people. Topics like retention is mandatory for, for business. High turnover is a big risk for, um, for businesses. If you want to expand in new geographies, everything starts with people. So I think there is a full alignment that growth and people, growth and culture, growth and engagement, growth and retention, business growth, I mean, they're all tied together. So everything related to the way people work is changing. And companies that will not be flexible enough to react to the, to the, to the changes that we see, they will, be, they will be left behind. They will not be able to, um, to retain their people. They will, if, if you're not able to retain your people or to attract the right talent, you can grow, you can grow your business going forward. So I think the agendas around people are uh, extremely extremely important, more than before, way more than before. And by the way, David, I don't think it's a hype. I don't think it's something that uh, will end in a year or two from now. I think we are, we are facing, as we speak, a huge change in our industry that uh, we see only the beginning of it. And I think it will take 15, 20 years. Um, a, so if our listeners are entrepreneurs and they are looking for uh, a very interesting domain, uh, to, um, uh, to get into and, and, and make an impact, I would definitely recommend uh, WorkTech in general. Asia Tech as a, a very interesting uh, market to be in. And I really like um, a quote by Simon Sinek. He basically said, customer will never love a company until the employee love it, love it first. I think it's, it, it tells the story about the importance of, of people and companies that will not understand how to help their people to balance between their life and work. You know, usually you call it work-life balance. Uh, work comes before and, and life comes at the end. We see it the other way around. We basically said life goes first, uh, work comes after and balance is in between. So all those themes are changing as we speak. They were accelerated because of the pandemic and, and the real HR leaders, C-level, CEOs, when they are putting their people first and they really care about their, um, their people, and they should, because without people, there is no business. I think this era is fascinating. And we were lucky to be uh, 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 you know, at, at the right time uh, with, a, with a fantastic platform and to play this game with, um, a, a globally.
0: And and you touched on something really important there, which I think leads us quite nicely to to the next question. That you know CEOs and C level need to be people first, and that's something I know you're you're very big on at, at High Bob. You know you're very big on that on that work life balancing and practicing the the flexible working. But um, even before it became a, a, a trend, you know in in the pandemic, w- would you say that this practice what you preach, if you want to call it that, culture at High Bob? Has, has really helped you enhance the platform for clients who are now looking at these more progressive ways of working? Yeah,
1: I, I think I can speak for my company. There is a direct correlation between a, um, a fantastic culture and, you know, put people first mindset from, from the top management all the way down. And it's all, it's not only the CEO and the CHRO. It's, I believe it's every manager in the business, the lineman. By the way, they are more important than the c level the, the, the team leaders, the line managers, the directors, they have much more influence on productivity. They have much more influence on setting the right culture. So if you invest in them and you give them digital tools to be better managers and you automate workflows uh, for them so they can be more have more time, available time to deal with their people, I think this is the right recipe for um, a, for, uh, for uh, high productivity. So in, in, in my company in HyBO, I see a direct correlation between having a fantastic culture, people first culture, and productivity. Also, I see a great correlation between high performance and flexibility. And it's all in, when you think about uh, you know the culture, um, maybe um, something that we tend to uh, use quite often in, in our business, Everything starts with trust. Uh, You have to have a trust, of course it's obvious, but I think you need to set the right virtual psychological agreement between the the manager and the people. It is different than before, because um, in in the way you gain trust by, I think one of it is by being very transparent with with the organization. Companies with a high level of transparency they view very low rate of politics. You don't need to guess what's happening. you know everything or you know almost everything. And I'm using in my company the same presentation I'm using to my with you know that I'm presenting to the board of directors. I, I use the same slides uh, when I'm presenting to uh, to my team. So they know exactly what's working, what's not working. So transparency and trust comes together. and then uh, the office one, you know team, team building and team players, these are all, I would say, the foundation of a very strong uh, culture. Uh, You need to walk the talk Uh, internally. We we call it, you need to drink your own Merlot. You cannot pitch for something. And in reality, uh, you're basically behind it. Let me give you a few examples of things that we do in in High Bob um, that I believe are so great in, in, in nurturing our culture, uh, you know, it's 700 people. It's no longer a startup of 150, uh, one, uh, we call it Bob balance day. So at the end of every quarter, we take a long weekend from Friday to Sunday. Um, in Israel, we work on Sundays and Friday is off. The rest of the world is different and we shut down the business. For, for weekend. No emails are allowed, no messages, no phone calls. You are allowed to log out from, from the platform and to charge your batteries. We have been doing it for uh, three quarters. I saw that employees were planning to go on vacation together. I think this is a very good example of um, a, how you walk the talk. And it goes back to what I said before, customer will never love a company until the employees love it first. So you really have to invest in making sure that um, your employees love what you're doing. Uh, they will appreciate what you do, and, and if you are if, if you're 100% transparent and there is a strong level of trust, then it works. And I think we're a very good example of, um, uh, of business that uh, adopted those themes and, and collecting the fruits.
0: We'll be back in just a moment. But for now, let me tell you a little bit about HiBob. Let's talk about our Future of Work sponsor this week. If you're stuck in a rut with all this new world of work, quite quitting, remote work, talent retention, then you've got to meet Bob. Bob is a modern HR platform from HiBob that is built for the way companies need to work today. It's simple and intuitive. You can customize, automate, and create workflows for onboarding in a click. And there's more. If you're a multinational global company, you can customize just about anything, calendars, holidays, currency, and regulations. Connect with HiBob and see what Bob can do for your company. Go to hibob.com forward slash DHL. That's h-i-b-o-b.com forward slash DHL. And meet Bob, the modern HR platform from HiBob. Welcome back to my conversation with Ronnie Zahavi, CEO and co-founder of HiBob, where our conversation now shifts to discuss the needs and wants of the future of talent younger generations do want something different I've, I've i've seen you 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 know you say that you know we're the last generation to work five days a week that, that would well, be good wouldn't it what do you think hr leaders should be doing to 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 engage and retain this 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 future talent this this next generation of of, of workers
1: i think first of all uh, they should set the right expectation and the right uh, alignment with uh, with the sea level uh, you know uh, CHO with the CEO and, and, and the rest of the management team on on the role of HR uh, and agreeing as, as, as a business, what does it mean for us to put people first agenda. So beyond the statement, what does it mean for us to have a, ve- a fantastic culture? David, if, if you if you go and you listen to um, or you read the books of um, very successful entrepreneurs, When they describe their journey, when they describe why they were successful, they always go back to the culture. And they said, we had something special. Our culture was really unique. So what is this unique culture that you want to build? And how you nurture the culture down the road? And to agree that there is a direct correlation between very healthy and strong culture and DNA to uh, to productivity and and company success so th- the role of hr is to set these expectations, make sure that the the management team is aligned and then how to propagate uh, this agenda to the rest of the of the of the team especially to the managers secondly is do you really have the right digital tools to do it for you if you decide to to that payroll is the the only system you will need to manage your people so there is a gap between your uh, your strategy put your people first and reality it's like uh, talking to a chro that says i care a lot about revenues and forecasting but at the end of the day i'm doing it manually or with excel spreadsheets you will go and you, you buy the best uh, crm to manage your customers or erp or whatever same goes to um, to hr tech so do you have the right digital tools? Is it a mix of point solution, what we call internally the HR spaghetti, or it is a consolidated uh, suite with uh, all the all the models are integrated one to each other? You should ask yourself, is your um, employee experience is, is fantastic. Is it just system of record to uh, you know check boxes, clock in and clock out, or is it system of engagement. Do you really bring the added value for people who will not have a chance to do a physical onboarding because they work remotely, or because they work part-time job? So how you deal with these issues? Um, Another uh, important topic is around diversity, you know, uh, inclusion, the DNI. i I, Do you believe in in diversity? And if so, do you have the tools, do you have the data to help you plan your uh, hiring for next year with uh, some objectives around diversity. And by the way, there is correlation, direct correlation between diversity and productivity. So to be a successful HR manager, you need to have, you need to set the tone together with the CEO on what HR and people management means, but also get a fantastic uh, platform to do it. I think Bob is is a great platform that basically enables managers in the business, including finance and HR and C-level, uh, to put their people first. I'm more than confident that um, when I talked about the 10, 15 years or, or even 20 years uh, cycle, you know, the, you know the, where, where we're heading to, I think companies with a very strong culture, um, companies that will put their people first, companies will care about flexibility, will care about diversity, they will be the ones that will shine and will continue to be successful. No doubt about that.
0: Have you got a good example of, of how the, you know, the Bob platform has, has really helped an organisation kind of deliver on, on this people-centric and people-first approach?
1: Yeah, I'll give two examples. One with um, a a client, a big one in the in the Nordics. I will not mention the name, uh, but they are a transportation company. You, you would you would argue you would think that this company is uh, the blue collar, and they care about their uh, workers, not even employees, clock in, clock out. But they realized the leaders, they realized they wanted to modernize their organization, and they realized that if they use the same um, HCM platform they used before, uh, that was designed 20 years ago, with no user experience, kind of system of record there is a misalignment between what they pitch and try to change and the reality. So they they decided to take Bob as, as their people management platform and put behind a legacy, old school HCM, one of the big ones, because they understood that the only way for them to deliver the message around culture, what we discussed before, is by choosing the right People management tool that you use on a daily basis that integrates into your teams or Slack and you know, um, a, dozens of um, other uh, models and systems. Um, so, this is an example of um, how um, I would say traditional industries that wanted to modernize and improve their people, their people, they engagement with the people, choose a different platform. In this case, it was us to make the change. Uh, and I've seen other companies, many of them, by the way, Europe, I, I would say leading uh, with this mindset more than other uh, geographies. Uh, when I say Europe, I mean United Kingdom and I mean Netherlands and, of course, the Nordic companies in Germany. They realize that uh, part of uh, pitching system of engagement and, and being able to have um, a great interaction between their people, because if you ask yourself what is, what is culture is all about, culture is... Um, is a a summary of relationship between people. Um, Are you really able to improve the relationship between people? Or, um, you um, you know, what we are hearing with no exceptions, no exceptions, one of the big leaders in our industry, a big company, you ask the employees who are using the platform, they would say it's a nightmare, it's an annoying experience, we don't want to use it. It may be good for HR or finance, but us as individuals, we hate using it. Or the opposite, this is the Bob case that um, it's it's intuitive, it's in the flow of work, it's beautiful to the eyes, you use it and you feel like you're on Instagram. Um and, and this is how you basically stand behind your uh, your vision as, a, as an organization to put your people first so they can engage with um with a, with the platform. And, And by the way, maybe that leads to your next question. If people are engaging with the platform and it's not only clocking and clock out, they are creating data. And and, and the data can help uh, platforms like us provide the ultimate information companies need to better manage their people.
0: We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. If you are looking to continue your learning journey, head over to myhrfuture.com and take a look at the My HR Future Academy. It is a learning experience platform supporting HR professionals to become more data-driven, more business-focused, and more experience-led. By taking our short assessment, you will see how you stack up against the HR skills of the future. Then, our recommended learning journeys guide you every step of the way, helping you to close your skills gap Deepen your knowledge and press play on your career. Welcome back. Let's continue on to the final section of my conversation with Ronnie Zahavi. As a CEO running a very successful and growing um, HR technology business, which is collecting you know the, the, some of those data points. How does HR technology help to scale analytics?
1: Let me give you um, something that we we build. We use it internally in Bob, and we share it with our customers. So um, turnover or attrition is a big risk for businesses, right? You don't want people to voluntarily leave your business. So what we did in in our in our with the our, with our machine learning capabilities that we have built into Bob. We basically analyzed all the employees who decided to leave the business voluntarily, all of them. And then we said, do we see any uh, recurring patterns in their behavior before they decided to leave? Um, without even asking them questions, why did you leave? If you have data coming from different models, then you have a much better and more accurate visibility to this conclusion. The, the number one contributor for attrition was how many direct managers you have replaced in the past um, A, 12 months. If it was more than four, you live leave the business, okay? Um, you, can ca- you can capture the, 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 the level of engagement with, with company service. Are you really participating in service? I, I don't care if you are answering yes or no. I care about the the participation. Are you involved in the business? Obviously, absenteeism uh, patterns. Um, Are you taking day offs or not? A commute to work. So there are so many indicators within the platform that if you measure them and you build kind of an algorithm around it, you can basically go back to to the organization and to say, you know, this is a, a flight risk indicator we think that Ronnie is, uh, is at risk, why? Because he's no longer participating in surveys, because um, his direct managers was uh, replaced um, a, a rapidly um, in the past six months or so. So all of a sudden, you create a map of um, people within the team or in the organization to say, go, those guys are at risk. You should go ahead and try to do something with them. It's not science, of course but it gives you the right indicators, especially when the people are working remotely and you don't see them. This is only one example out of a few that shows why data is so important when it comes to managing people and and respecting them. Another area is around well-being, employee well-being. Uh, It's a big agenda. In my opinion, this is going to be one of the most important agenda in the next coming years. So what organizations and leaders in the company are doing actively to improve the employee well-being? They, you know, in general, if if you're happy with your organization, you don't want to leave. It's like the, the same attitudes that our parents had before. If you're happy and hap- uh, happiness means that uh, you feel that you are making an impact, you feel that uh, you are recognized and empowered. You think that um, you are developing your skills. You think that you are surrounded by great people that you can learn from. You think that you are working in a non-toxic environment. You feel that um, the culture is, is really a positive one. Then, and, and you get compensated well. It's not the first idea, it's the last one. Why you why you should work? Why you should consider to move to a new job if you can if you have it uh, embedded in your organization? This is the ultimate scenario because you don't want people to leave voluntarily uh, because they are not happy. This is if this is all about engagement. David, system of engagement is the future, and this is the base for system of intelligence. The data it comes together, and that's the future of work.
0: For those HR professionals that are listening, and it is mainly HR professionals that listen to this podcast, Ronnie, you know what guidance would you give for those looking at new HR technology so they can assess what what HR system or systems is, is best for or platforms is best for their business?
1: Yeah. So think about the the uh, the evolution that we had as consumers. The reason why the B two C is so successful because somebody was brilliant to build a, a fantastic. Experience for me as a user, I can swap to the right and swipe to the left uh, on my Instagram or my uh, Tinder or just choose any any consumer application. Um, So nobody needed or nobody needs right now somebody to help you navigate in the platform. If it's not intuitive, you will not use it. I think the same thing goes to the HR managers. You don't need system integrators to hold your hand when you do the onboarding. You don't need to have a lifting of uh, a, a platform that was designed 20 years ago, probably before your employees were born, uh, if it's not modern enough. Um, you really have to look for um, a, a modern business that was built and designed for uh, the future of work. The, the, the What your employees and your manager expect to have as a very educated uh, consumers. Um, again, if it's not beautiful eyes, if it's not intuitive, if it's not in the flow of work, if it's not simple, you will not use it and your employees will not use it. So look for the modern ones. Look for the ones that have endless integrations to many other systems around them. Seamless integration. In Bob, you can do integration in clicks to any system. This. Exactly creates the experience. Mm-hmm. I would not compromise on experience. You're HR managers. You're living in an era that um, people are key for business success, and because of that, you deserve the best digital tools, the best technology, intuitive one that you can really use without being, um, you know, graduated in computer science. And it's it's already proven in our B two C life. And we live in B 2 B to C, uh, business to business and consumers. Employees in this in this in this uh, example, and uh, you should deserve this. You should not compromise on quality. You should not compromise on experience. And whether your employees really like it, do do they feel that by using your platform, they it helped them and you to nurture your culture and drive up your DNA.
0: What do you think's next for HR technology, and 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 what do you and looking to you look into your crystal ball here, Ronnie? What do you predict the future of HR technology will be?
1: So first of all, we see more and more um, a venture capital money invested into this space, and, and I'm I'm really ignoring the the market slowdown these days because of the micro economy. I think um, the world of work is shifting, and when shifts happen. There's room for innovation, and we'll see more businesses trying to innovate and come up with some brilliant ideas. I think the future between point solution and suite. I think suite will win the game. When I talk about our vision as a business, our vision is to make an impact on the way people work in the modern world. And I think if you are if you are HR leader and you're listening to the to this to this uh, podcast. Unlike other industries, you know, we see we saw a lot of um, evolution in 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 marketing tech. We saw we saw a lot of evolution in security. I think a new era is is happening as we speak. More players, more innovative approach. It's not the the old school legacy platform that we're all familiar with that were designed twenty years ago. Uh, and there's room for innovation and hopefully. Hi Bob is driving the innovation for our customers and, and future clients.
0: What tips can you share with, with leaders on, on how to foster collaboration in a, in a hybrid team?
1: Yeah, um, trust. Number two is transparency. And number three is teamwork. I think this is the compass for, uh, for every leader uh, in these days, especially when you know, remote is a fact. There is no turning back. Companies will continue to work in hybrid. You will have to take into account that your employees, uh, if you really care about their well-being, that there will be a period in their um, a life cycle that they will have to slow down because they have issues at, work, at home. You know, their elderly parents, their relationship with their friends. For, you know, for Bob, I talked about the triple D. I think for Bob is the triple F is functional is number one, flexible is number two, flexibility, and number three is fun. It should be a fun platform to engage with.
0: What a a great way to end our conversation, Ronnie. I really enjoyed uh, listening to you and and, and talking to you today. And thanks for being a guest on, on the Digital HR Leaders podcast. Can you let listeners know how they can get in contact with you, follow you on social media and find out more about HiBob?
1: Sure. So I'm um, very active on LinkedIn. So you can you, you can reach out to me uh, on LinkedIn. Ron is having, um, or you can go online uh, to www.hibob.com h i b o b.com or um, reach out to any of our you know customer success or advocacy um, customers. It's very easy to find us, and and I'm sure that uh, somebody will reply. And by the way, if you don't get a reply within a few days, reach out to me and I'll make sure somebody will come back to you.
0: Ronnie, thanks very much for being on the show. Really enjoyed our conversation.
1: David, you are wonderful. Thank
0: you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. And thank you again to Ronnie and the team at Highbob for sponsoring this series of the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave a review on your favourite podcast platform and share it with your friends and colleagues. For more from us at Insight 222, sign up for our weekly newsletter by going to myhrfuture.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show as you don't want to miss out on next week's episode on creating an evidence-based mental health and wellbeing strategy with Jacqueline Brassey, co-leader of the McKinsey Health Institute, and also the chief scientist and the director of research science for the people and organizational performance practice at the firm. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and take care.